All right, today I'm going to do the whole episode on my own because it's better that way 100%. Shut your face. Is that an earthquake? We're back at it for another episode. Let's roll. Podcast? Podcast. Podcast. Are we doing a podcast? We're Sushi Mango. When I was your age, I was Samaya. Oh, you bastard. Ah, you like my salami, huh? Sushi Mango Saucy Meatballs Podcast. A podcast not about meatballs. What do we call it, that? I hate it. It's just stupid. All right, let's start. Don't be shit. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. A podcast. Ah. You know, are you guys gamers? Are you a gamer? Uh, no. Uh, I, I I would game only if it's FIFA. Yeah. But I don't generally. Not Call of Duty Jimbo, stuff. Jimbo, like, you know, they're calling gamers now and they play all these Call of Duty and this, that, the other. Mm. Remember when we were kids? If you were a gamer, you were playing Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd. I don't I, think the I, I term was, I, came I, out until later in life. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I was, an, I was a Crash Bandicoot guy. Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Remember that game? Crash Bandicoot. I can't remember that Jesus game at all. Christ. There was a really good game. Um, I, I, back in the day, there was like those Street Fighter games, which were yeah. really cool. But the, yeah. the, the the graphics was. But really you were shit. never called a gamer if you played it. No, no you just got no. you just got a loser. We got someone here today that could have been in one of those Street Fighter games. I think I think it was modelled on him. I think so. Yeah. Everyone, every character. In fact. Let's introduce our guest. Sam Greco, one of the scariest men alive. Bare knuckle karate, kickboxing, K one. He's done it all. He's stacked up over 147 official fights, a man best known for bashing people all over the world. Not only a fighter, but an actor. Is there a circus in town or something? What's that? What I'm saying is you're a fucking clown. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all a little afraid of getting fly kicked by him. Please welcome one of the most dangerous walks to come out of Brunswick, Salvatore Sam Greco. Yes! Yes! Yes, we have Sam Greco. Yes. What a great intro. Hey, do you like that? Was that the greatest <laughs> intro? That, that, was huh? that was one of the best. I could, I could imagine Michael Buffer saying that. Yeah. You know, walking out. Um, let me just say, huge fan. Um, Honour to have you on. Um, and I'm fanboying. Like, yeah. I'm trying to hold it in. I am. Sorry. I'm a, I'm, I like combat sports. No, I don't fight. I'm surprised you haven't done the selfie yet. All right? Well, it's no, coming, it's coming, coming after. Coming. Can you do I me a favour? Sorry, sorry. Before you go, can you do me a favour and get off my lap? <laughs> Please, it's hard to talk if you're sitting on my lap. If you, if you, feel, if you feel your leg getting stroked during this podcast, um, yeah. Prior to this, you know, I've only ever been exposed to you on highlight reels, really. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. And, yeah. uh, Andrew, just in regards to highlight reels, we always show highlight reels because we don't want to show you the shit stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they call highlight reels. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, because how long have you been, like, you? when I say in the game, how long have you been, like, a professional fighter for now? Because you don't just do... Because you were kickboxing for a while well, at the start, right? No, I was uh, I was doing full contact karate, bare knuckle karate at right, the age of fifteen. Right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Kaya, yeah. Kaya, what's the Kyoshin? Kyoshin. It's hard to that's pronounce. Kushin. Kushin. Kushino. You'll both need one in a minute. Just. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Kyokushin. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And the term for Kyokushin is osu. Is that right? How do you know? What, know what the fuck? He just made that shit up. Yeah, that's that's racist, Ooh, man. No, no, that's racist. What? <laughs> can, can, can you the give term, the term is us. Us. It's an acknowledgement. It's uh, pretty much an acknowledgement for anything and everything. So, how did you get into it? Uh, quite interesting. Um, I was playing soccer at the time as a young kid. Played for a as a wog does. As a wog does, I had no choice actually. <laughs> he suplexed the kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I played for uh, Brunswick Juventus during my time, and um, I was there for ten years. My sister was doing karate. I had a contract issue at the age of 15, turning 16. Um, I was played for the first at Juventus 
And oh, fuck, so you were oh, really? So you were good. a good soccer yeah, player. Was what was your position? Uh, I played as a sweeper originally. A sweeper. And then that, as... if that's not a sweeper, that you're <laughs> yeah. not sweeping. Yeah, cut, there's no. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. A sweeper just breaks legs. Yeah. Just give the last man says, say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a contract issue. Wanted to go to another club after ten years, and um, unfortunately, there was clauses in the contract that didn't allow me to go. And my parents didn't have the money to sort of fight the system. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a few little small court hearings at VSF House. Um, that was serious. Yeah, I used to play NSL, which is equivalent to what the yeah, A-League is today. Yeah, absolutely. NSL was huge back yeah, in man. the day. Yeah, made yeah. my debut against Footscray Just at the time, which was Jeez. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, look. Uh, I, Brunswick I, versus Footscray. Mm, Brunswick like, versus Footscray. That was yeah. full on, man. There were massive teams. Back massive punch ons after the game or during no, the game. There was, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on, but it was <laughs> it was when I think it was when 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 soccer was really soccer. It was, yeah, man. It was, really it was cool. completely. Mm. Yeah, had that contract issue, and uh, Dad said, "You know, I don't have money to fight this." Mm. He says, uh, "Go and do karate with your sister. It'd be good to learn self defense." Took me over there. I fucking hated it. I did. I did really you? did. Yeah, I just hated it. Oh, I just hated it. Following instructions, man. It's bad enough following instructions you know, from, <laughs> from your parents. Do this, do that. You know, yeah. Mow the lawn, wash yeah. the house, yeah. and. You know, I've got to follow instructions now. But, you know, it took took nearly a month until I took a liking to it mm. and um, never looked back. Okay. Yeah. How many people are you bashing in your life? Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's what we want to know. I, I stopped counting. <laughs> I did. I could imagine that you would have bashed so many people. <laughs> no. It was, it was actually quite the, totally the opposite. I, I Believe it or not, martial arts to me – has done wonders. I think if I didn't do martial arts, I probably would have been bashing people. Well, that's that's no, the thing, right? And that's the truth. And that's that's the truth. It's like, you know, uh, it gives you discipline. That's right. And respect for the for the art, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you got a wog dad that says if you're big in trouble home, and yeah. you come home with a black eye, he goes, yeah, I'll give you another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you yeah, got a win. Yeah. There you go. You got it. Fuck. See, our dad used to say exactly the same. Yeah, that, that 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 saying is, is in the wog dad manual. Easy, you come here with one black eye, I'll give you another. another. I used to get it. You break one leg. If you go to school, you break your leg, I'll break the other one. That's That's so it's, 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 it's good mentally growing up with yeah. that kind of messaging. No wonder we're all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> At your peak, would you still have uh, ever talked back to your old man? Were you still scared of the old man? You know, my, my <laughs> I, I say my late dad, I, don't, I wouldn't even talk to him back now, to be honest. Yeah. It was just a form of respect that I had. And I swore at, at him, or when I say to him, so many times under my own breath. Yeah, of course. Mm. But even then, uh, you know, and, and funny you say that. My mum was actually more dangerous than my dad. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you a quick story. I was um, typical wog kid on a Saturday mowing the lawn, you know, helping mum vacuum the house and, and so on. And uh, my mates would be screaming out, Greco, Greco, come on, come out so we're going to kick the footy. And, you know, they'd be across the road and they're all waiting for me, you know, with the Aussie kids and everything else. And I'll be there, you know, vacuuming and I'm, my mum said, look, I need you to do this for me. I need you to come in and do the whole, whole hallway. And I'm going, oh, fuck. I said, do I really have to do this, you know? Mum goes, I need your help because you've got a headache. Your sister's helped me with the kitchen. So here I am. I've picked up the vacuum cleaner under my own breath. <laughs> oh, no. Under my own breath. I said, fuck. But I didn't look at her. I didn't direct it to her, anything. I turned on the vacuum cleaner and the thing's going off. And all of a sudden you hear. She's pulled it out of the wall. I look back. And there's this devil looking at me. Oh. And she oh. said, she goes, what did you say? And I said, nothing. And she's walked over to me. She's grabbed me by the, by the scruff of the, the hair that I had then in the ear at the same time. And she slapped me so hard. She said, you told me fuck. Oh, right? yeah. oh no. And as embarrassed as this is going to sound, my mum got me. <laughs> she took me outside. Oh. I don't know if you remember the, the clothesline, the rotary clothesline. Oh, yeah. yeah the old she tied voice. me to the fucking thing. Oh. Oh. Wow. She tied me to it. That's old school. 
old well, school class. <laughs> old school. And at lunchtime, my dad would come home from work. He's a motor mechanic. And motor, mechanic, motor mechanic's hands are yeah. nice and thick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, the first thing my dad did when he came home in the kitchen window overlooks the backyard where I was. And uh, I could see him. He's walked in. And he goes, where's Sam? Because when we were supposed to eat, everyone was supposed to be at the table. Mm. And he's looked out the window. And if it looks good fucking kill, I'd be dead. <laughs> and he came out. I was tired. <laughs> I was tired as if it was cannibalism. You know, the, 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 whole, the, the only thing that was missing was the flame. And he said to me, why did you swear at your mum? And the mu- I didn't even get a chance to open my mouth. Boom. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. boom. And then he untied me. He goes, go wash your mouth. Go wash your face, your hands. He goes and come to. Uh, did you ever swear at your mum again? Or in the vicinity of your mum. Never again. There you go. You know, so, never, so, never again. so you're tied to the to the uh, hills hoist for, for hours. <laughs> y- your dad gave you a couple of backhanders and then he said, get back. But he wouldn't want you to skip a meal though, right? You went never. To, you're still like. Never, never you had to yeah, eat. You had, yeah, to, you had, had to, to eat. eat. Oh, yeah. They got back in time it didn't matter. Teeth or no teeth, you had to eat. It didn't matter. So. Dude, well, welcome to the happy hour, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy times. Hey, let's hope uh, child services aren't listening. Yeah. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest. I mean, we, 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 we don't condone that kind of behaviour, but. Uh, no, it, well, it, 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 it breeds respectful people. I don't You've got no that. fucking choice. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you've got no choice. Well, that's what I, I mean. You've got no choice. Slap is, is okay. It, nah, you can't. My now. dad, my dad used to say to me, guys, and take this. I'll take this to the grave with me. You know, unfortunately, respect is a hands-on experience at times. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, going back to it, Sam. So from when you started. <laughs> So how did it like? I sort of took a liking and started winning, you know, state events, and then competed nationally, and then from nationally went internationally. Um, once I pretty much cleaned up my own backyard and went overseas and sort of cleaned up theirs too, mm-hmm. and won world title in in full contact bare knuckle karate. I decided to take on kickboxing as a new role. Mm-hmm. I, I, I joined a, probably one of the most proficient and uh, leagues in the world, probably the best league in the world, K1. Mm. Yep. And I sort of set my mark there. So that was where you sprouted and become the national, you know, international figure that you are, right? Yeah. It was interesting because coming from a, a, you know, a martial arts background so traditional, with your instructors, they would basically say to you, we want you to do this, and you had no choice. We mm. want you to fight him, and that was it. So even with no experience, I was fighting all the top guys in the world. Yeah. I remember my, my, my first fight that I ever fought kickboxing in Japan, they said, you're fighting a guy by the name of Masaki Satake. I go, oh, he's Japanese, yeah, who is he? So I looked him up. Believe it or not, he was the legendary champion. He was already a world champion and he was a Jap- Japanese icon, had his own TV shows oh, and everything. Oh, no shit, so okay. he was my first fight. Yeah. This is the fight here now. So we pulled up the fight for people who were listening. Uh, everyone playing watching it. Jeez, look at you. And what uh, what round did you did you did you uh, bash second, him early? Second round. Uh, yeah, I sort of hurt him a bit in the first round, but the second round is where I. Uh, hey, but by the way, you got a fucking rig on you, man. Yeah, you, you look you look the same, like you, just you minus the hair. Now. You still look. You're in great shape now. You look like Italian marble in that in that. <laughs> yeah, like a chiselled granito. Granito, man. Um, but. Yeah, you just uh, even the way you used to what what a lot of people liked about you was your aesthetic, man. The way you used to stand and look and yeah, how built you were, and you know, I was always style, one of those guys that wanted you know? to come, come forward. And the thing is with me, and most fighters around the world knew that if I caught you with one punch, you were guaranteed about twenty would come straight after. I wouldn't stop. And it's probably one of the yeah. fights after this here you can see exactly oh. what I do. Oh is um, another guy by the name who was the world champion. He was the guy that won the first K1 Branko Sikatik Croatian, you know. Yeah. 
Um, that fight should have been stopped 30 punches before. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Is that when you got the uh, the contract for the um, deodorant commercial? Yeah, that was in 96, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. wow. It wasn't deodorant. It was a hair oh. volumizer. Yeah. <laughs> it, wor- it worked well, obviously. And I just it worked well for you, no, mate. No, you know? I just, it was a windy <laughs> day today. I, normally, I leave it at home when it's windy. You know? <laughs> I can't bring him along with me. But I like the, uh, the, the how you went. For people, because he's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you really, take the can away, it's that. You posted it the other day. Yeah, yeah, I know. Now, you fought some really big names. Um, who, who, which one would you consider to be the biggest the, name? The career you? highlight, mate. I, yeah. I, look, when I say career highlight, it, it's very unfair if I were to say to me, if I were to say, look, you know, there's one particular fight. One that really stands out to me is obviously my world title fight, my WAK world title fight against Mike Bernardo, the late Mike Bernardo. In the lead-up to this fight, I've said this story a few times, but in the lead-up to this fight um, back in 99, I was training back in Australia rather than being in Japan. I didn't want to be distracted by, you know, fans and everything else. I decided to come back to Australia and, and train. And I had a really good camp until about two weeks before we're about to leave. Um, my dad's been diagnosed with obviously heart issues and been rushed into hospital. He's going to undergo, you know, uh, five bypasses. So, you know, there and then the importance of my world title was pretty much fuck all, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, it was, yeah. it, was, it was like I literally just dropped it without even thinking. I thought, fuck this, no, threw my stuff in and rang my coach and I said, this and this is happening. He says, go look after your family. He goes, you can fight any time. He mm-hmm. goes, I remember seeing him and and uh, just about watching him go into his operation even the day of the operation and, and I was standing there in the room with my mum and this priest walked in and I said to my mum, what's the priest doing here? And she says, well, he normally comes in to give him their blessing because he's undergoing a major operation in mm. case he were, he doesn't come through. I mean, at that particular time when she told me that, I nearly lunged over and punched the priest right <laughs> in the face. I, I really did. I mean, that's that's just an instinct. You know, you just want to yeah, get, get yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, out of yeah, yeah, You just get all defensive. You got well, the yeah. yeah. Sometimes when they give me the bread. <laughs> yeah. So a different flavour. <laughs> so, you know, look, and um, he gave him a blessing and then he left and, you know, wished Dad all the best. And he just said to me, my dad kept saying to me even the two days before in the day, of the operation, he kept saying to me, you know, how's your training going? I go, Dad, it's not. I said, just do what you need to do. Once it's all over, I can fight at any time. He goes, look, do me a favor. He goes, I want you to go. I said, Dad, yeah. let's just go. You worry about yourself. Anyway, he went off, had his operation. Five hours later, I was still there at the hospital and I went into the ICU and it looked like death warmed up. His body was swollen and everything. And they basically cut your heart, cut your chest open, pull your heart out. You're living off a machine and they're doing whatever they have to do, you know. He came to probably, I don't know, it was five or six hours later, and I was in the room at the time and I managed to talk to him, get a few words in with him, went to see him the next day and so on. And the first thing he asked me when he came to again the next day was, how's my training was going? You know, how my training was going? Yeah. I said, yeah. Will you please stop, you know? Yeah. He goes, no, son. He goes, I know how much you wanted this. You've always wanted this world title, you know, coming from a sport. Um, he goes, you know, please. He goes, will you do this for me? I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going. He goes, please. He goes, I'm begging you. He goes, just do this for me, you know? So I looked at him and I was crying at the time and I remember I grabbed his hand and he said, I said, if you really want it, I said, I will, you know. And he goes, please. So I left the hospital. I rang my trainer. My trainer goes, family first, mate. And I said, look, he doesn't he doesn't want it. He said he wants me to go. Yeah. So I'll, let's do it. So I was given the instructions. You know, the bell went. We went out. We touched gloves. And um, I started to get in this real rhythm. Rule rhythm of this world title, and I think the crowd is capacity crowd. This is it here, the capacity crowd. You know, of seventy odd thousand. Jeez, man, look at you. Yeah. Seriously, Italian, you really Italian, are. Italian granite. You're like the Statue of David. Like You're like the Statue of David. So he, he just, I'll talk you through this. He just 
you know, I get I get in a good rhythm of, of the fight, try to get my distancing and everything. And, you know, like I, I wasn't supposed to mix any more than three or four punches with him. I decided to mix, you know, three, four, five, and I got carried away and I got caught with the right hook set me on the canvas, you know. And um, at that particular time when I got sat on the canvas, everything just went, you know, numb, everything. It just went dark for a while. Right, okay. And I remember opening my eyes and I saw this silhouette of a guy standing in front of me because oh, the no. light was reflecting behind him. It was a referee counting and he's like, Whoa. Oh, so it really was. It really, it really is like that. That's what it feels like. It's just so slow. It sounds like everyone's submerged underwater. Oh, wow. Everyone is oh, submerged so I underwater. I thought that was just a movie effect. No, it's, it's no it's, movie it's, effect. It's the real thing. It's the real yeah, deal. You'll see it here. He sets me on my ass now. Bang. There bang. it is. Oh, wow. that's no. He, copped you, he got you right in the chin. Yeah. So, but yeah, jeez. So, anyway, I've managed. I'm, I'm listening to the count and there's a piercing voice coming through my corner. Oh, it's just, Sam, get the fuck up. You know, it was my trainer. It was, and when you've got that connection with – that's part of part of what we do. We have a connection with trainers with their voice and everything else. And I managed to get to my feet on the count of seven, eight, and the referee's still counting. He goes, are you all right? And I, I don't know any guy to this very day saying, you know, no, I'm not. I want to go home. Yeah. I burn myself. You know? <laughs> so you, you, you got up, didn't you? you, you yeah. I, I, got up, I got up and punched on. You see I fall, I lose balance there. I get straight back up and um, – the bell goes. Now I go back. <laughs> You'll see it here. <laughs> the referee. I slip again here. I think. I tell no. you. So there is. I go back to another corner rather than my own corner. Yeah, right. goes, yeah, no, I go you're, back to your corner. Still so, wobbled. so I'm still dazed. I'm still dazed. And my 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 uh, trainer at the particular time then reckons he was talking to me for the first twenty seconds. He was talking to a blank canvas, until right. I finally snapped. You know, he said to me. Um, he, you know, he said to me, well, he goes, what the hell are you doing? He goes, I told you no more than three punches with this guy. I said, stick and move. He goes, you've got to, he goes you're 10-8. You've lost two points in that round, right? He says, I need you to stick and move this round. He goes, just get your legs. He goes, don't do nothing dramatic. He goes, just be yourself, yeah? I go, okay. And I went out there and did exactly that. So after the first round, uh, sorry, after the second round, I got my feet. I was good. I was fine. Come back in the third round and um, I was giving my instructions again and he turned around and he said, listen. He goes, let's cut the bullshit. He says, time to go to work. He goes, there's no two ways about it. He goes, you've lost the first round. He goes, you could have drawn or probably just won the second. He goes, we need to win the third, fourth and fifth. Simple. There's no two ways about it. You've got to go to work. Switch it on. He goes, I know you've got the gas tank for it in tools. He goes, let's just go. And uh, I said, no worries. And as you hear the, uh, you know, the referee go seconds out, I was about to walk off and he's, he's grabbed me by the arm and he's, my trainer's grabbed me by the arm and he's looked at me and goes, hey, he goes, your dad's depending on this. Oh, oh, wow. And I get emotional with it. But just as he said that, honestly, it was like someone had their foot on the accelerator in my gut and it's just turned me straight oh, on. Geez. And for oh, three rounds, God. you'll have a look. Three I got rounds. tingles, man. Well, yeah, yeah. I got no, three I got rounds. Proper, I got, I got tingles, man. goosebumps. Yeah. My, my I just ripped him another asshole, busted him up left, right. Get and him, center. Sam. <laughs> Get him. And by the end of the fight, you know, I knew who'd won, I'd won it. And the first thing I said, I just thanked my dad for it. So that was probably the most. Emotional, most special, most special fight, irrespective of world titles, just the way it happened, how it all went down. Mm. Now, hold on, all right, because we're just going to collect some cash for these ads. We'll be right back. Schnitz. Schnitz is saying we're going to say this thing here. It's a golden schnitz. I don't know. It's a, yeah, schnitz. It's a very cool. I don't understand nothing. So you could have downloaded the app and go to the schnitz. Thank you. I'm a very happy. You happy? I'm happy. No, 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 happy. Happy. Johnny, you happy? No, I'm not happy. Go to the app, app store, join the crumb collection, loyalty program, where you build a reward point and you you give in for them. I'm happy. 
Download the app, join the Crumb Collective and start redeeming your schnitz today. We're back with a something special. The Arena Big Big Tour. Our brand new show, Off the Boat, is touring nationally in 2022. Go to sushimango.com. Now back to listening to that same old shit. I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate to uh, get a contract with WCW, which is which oh. got bought out by WWF yeah. at the time. We must well, talk about that. Yeah, well, I was in America. <laughs> but let me tell you, when I, when I started wrestling with WCW, one of the biggest things and the biggest differences people ask me between what I did and what WWE is or WCW was I fought the real fight. There was no setups. There was no, oh, you're going to do this and I'm going to duck and this and that. There's no storyline. We went out and fucking punched each other's head in. That was it. You know, so what had, year was that? <clears throat> the WCW. WCW was in 2001. <laughs> 2001. So, so, wait, wait, so, so sorry, when because a lot of wrestling with WWF and stuff like that, that's all sort of planned and you go do this, you go do that. So There's w- storylines. Story so they're, did they're, you have, you guys just went out and, and went out. So you, well, you, know, this, a, you a know who's going, I mean, I know. I don't are we know. talking about, are you talking about wrestling or are you talking about No, K-1? he's talking about fighting. Sorry, I'm yeah. talking about wrestling. No, you're not talking about, he's talking about. Oh, my bad. No, it's going to be your bad. I mean, I thought you told him we're fucking fake. We're not fake. There you go. Shit, you had me going there. Did you see me go red? I just yeah. started flaring. And so I had nearly 50 odd wrestling matches over there. I did come out and save Bill Goldberg here in Australia when they were on tour. Yes. So Bill's a good friend of mine. So, uh, and, and a madman too. But um, I've got a funny story about, about wrestling, which I might tell you. You want to talk about fucking bloopers. You want to talk about things Dallas, that go wrong. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So I'm traveling, I'm traveling around. Australia with WCW and uh, we're in Sydney. We went to see the uh, the uh, the bookers, the guy that booked the fights, and they say, Sam, you're working with Bill tonight. You're working against Chronic, the two tall guys oh, in yeah. Chronic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're going to come out and you're going to save him. They're going to do a handicap match, right? There's going to be one-on-one. All of a sudden, the second guy's going to come in and that's where your music comes in, bang, <coughs> you, you, you shoot off and come from the back. No one's going to expect you coming out to save him. I go, yeah, fair enough. No worries. So that was about six hours before the event. We're at the venue, yeah. So in my own head, I'm playing it back. How am I going to enter this coming down the ramp? Am I going to run? Am I going to walk? Mm. You know, when I get to the apron. Now, I, I climb in the ring. I've had 147 fights, so let alone I've stepped in 147 times. I yeah. stepped out 147 times, let alone all the all the training work that I've done, stepping in and out of the ring, jumping <laughs> over the top rope, everything. So here I am trying to think, shall I go under the rope? Shall I go in between or shall I go over the top, you know? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but something's going so, no, <laughs> Anyway, so I'm in the back. So I said to the, the guys, Chronic said to me, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'll jump over the top rope. Well, it doesn't matter how I come in. The first guy, I'm going to take your head off. I'm going to kick you in the head. So we practiced this kick. My fucking leg nearly come off. I said, is that enough? of Because I was scared they were pulling away. They are going to make my kick look like shit. Mm. Unless they sold it, they weren't going to make it look yeah, good. Yeah. Yep. So I said, trust me, I can stop it literally millimeters away from your head. That's what I do for a living. So I finally build up this confidence. These guys build up a confidence and they got pretty close. And I said, the next guy is just going to punch it once at the head, once at the body and finish you off. And I'm going to powder out and I'm going to let Bill finish it off with a spear and his finish move. So that was the plan. So two hours before, you know, an hour and a half before, still going through my head, how am I going to fucking do this? What should I do? <laughs> blah, blah. Five minutes, there's a call. They go, Sam, you're nearly out. So Bill's wrestling. I'm watching it on TV. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, one of the other guys come, one of the other chronic guys come in. So it becomes handicapped now. Here we go. So my music comes on, the thunder from down under, and bang, I run down this, this ramp. I get to the apron, get to the ring, jump up on the apron, grab the top rope, and I still hadn't made up my fucking mind how we're going to get in. <laughs> so I grab the top rope. I go to jump over the top fucking 
rope. My feet get caught, oh. so I'm tangled in a web inside the fucking rope, and I'm holding on my dear life. Meanwhile, Bill's got his back facing to me. I'm supposed to be saving him. They two are looking at me, and Bill's going, where's Sam? They go, he's on the fucking ground. Right? He's on the fucking ground. Sam's starfished on the ground. I'm starfished on the ground. I get back up, sort of wipe it off. One of them comes at me. I kick him in the head. The other guy, I punch, and I powder out. It was the most embarrassing <laughs> of the time of life. And the worst thing about it was this. I had friends sitting in the crowd. Oh. I had friends sitting in the crowd. There was a kid. There was two kids actually with their parents and they were cheering Greco, Greco, Greco because they told them that they knew me and they were showing them cards and pictures that they travelled with. So these kids were all excited, right? When this happened, <laughs> my mate turned around. He says, um, do you still like Greco? He goes, he's shit. He's shit. He goes, he's shit. Anyway. So Bill's now telling me to come in the ring. We've won the match. He speared the guys. I've said, no, nah, it's all good, all good, and I've walked down the back. As the moment I walked down the back, it was the worst thing you wow, could ever do in the fucking man. world of wrestling. Wow. You get abused by everyone. Why the fuck? And you can't even jump in the fucking oh, head. <laughs> so anyway, they gave it to me. But Bill gave it to me so much. I said, Bill, it'll happen to you one day. The following night, the two nights later, we're in Brisbane. And the same happened to him, but he fell. Out. He he was supposed to jump this 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 small little um, tables. No, no barriers. That's cafe oh, style yeah, barriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was two old ladies there, and he's clipped his foot and he's fallen on his ass. So <laughs> I sort of had revenge back, but geez, did I cop it? But when I got back to the states, the first thing they did for me when we went back to the power plant at WCW, they were setting up training. But they they planned this. They got me a beauty, and we had to practice how to jump back in the ring <laughs> for me. So, so that was really embarrassing, really embarrassing. Oh, as much as how long were you with the with the? So is I it, is signed it like a contract. Yes, yeah, so I signed a three year deal. I was very oh, fortunate. Right. And the only reason why I went to wrestling um, is because I had a massive crack through my shin, shin bone, and I used to get a flex through my shin bone. And when I had a check by the doctors, a sports my sports physician said, "Hey." You continue kicking with that because I was known as a leg kicker. Mm. You're going to snap your leg, you're going to get a rod put in it. He goes, you need to rest at least six to 12 months. And um, a friend of mine, this is funny the way stories happen, he rings me as an actor, Richard Norton, rings me and says, Sam, he says, we're filming Scooby-Doo in <laughs> Australia and we're trying to get hold of um, Macho Man, oh, Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. So we're trying to get hold of Randy Savage. He goes, do you have a contact? I said, I can get you a contact. So I rang a friend of mine. He says, he's on Spider-Man. At the moment, oh. yeah, he so did that Spider-Man. Spider that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right in the cage. The yeah. So I rang yeah, back yeah. and I said, "I said, uh, Richard, I said, uh, he's doing Spider-Man." I said, "His management said no, he's he's on set." He goes, "Oh, he goes, would you audition for something?" I said, "The audition for what?" He goes, "There's a there's a, a, a Mexican wrestler, Zarcos." They sent me the script and off I went to the studios at WCW and I filmed it. Me with the Mexican. Should we actor. watch it? Can we? Oh, you can watch it, Scooby Doo. Yeah, so got it on. Because, you pull it because, out. You've, because you've done some, you've done some. You know, you're an underbelly, fat Tony. You're fat pizza. And then, and then we, we come across this ourselves. Like, What's? Can you talk, Dan us, through this, talk us through this, this bit here? This bit here. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. What's that? The, the masked Avenger. Why, why the fuck are you guys laughing? <laughs> just, what, what's the name of this character? Did you? Zarkos. Zarkos. Oh, Have a look at that. Oh, there you go. Foot to the face. Yeah, put to the face. It's a letter to the face. Okay. Uh, so Sam, quick one, right? So back in the back in the day, in the heyday, there was the rivalry, uh, the Greek versus the Italian. Let, let, let me go first. You know, the rivalry was 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 fed income. It was deep. Um, uh, I can I don't mind even telling the story. It's um, stand. Sta we're talking about stand. It, it all started. Uh, I am I am a very loyal person to people. For those that know me, I'm a very loyal person. Um, Stan fought in the States at Foxwood Casino and um, got beaten by a gentleman called uh, Duke Rufus, got knocked out. 
Duke Rufus, I've heard that yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, he got beaten there. Stan originally had a fallout with a promoter here. One of the biggest promoters at the time was Christopher Cronus. As a promoter, like promoters do, they try and get good fights. And um, he said to me, this is probably about uh, six months after Stan had fought him, he says, uh, I've got a fight for you. He goes, we can make a lot of money. And he said, look, I'd like to offer you a fight against Duke Rufus. I was training with Stan at the time. So I thought, oh, fuck. I said, geez, put, puts me in an odd spot. But I've got to look at my career too. You know, I've got to look yeah, at yeah, put, put, put food on the table for yeah. my family. So I went to see Stan and Stan's exact words were, he goes, look, I'm not happy about it. He goes, you know why he's fucking doing it? He's doing this because of this. And I said, look, your differences with him are your differences. I'm talking it's business. I went back, I thought about it, and I said to my manager, he goes, what do you think? I said, look, it's my choice. I said, let me sit on it for a few days. I said, but I think we should go ahead, you know. So I sat on it a few days ahead. I went ahead, signed it, signed the deal. And I, during that time, I was training with Stan. I, I was ringing him. I was ringing him. He wouldn't answer my calls. It's just, an, it's just a fight opportunity, really. I mean, he should be happy for it, I would have thought. Anyway. Yeah, uh, but I'm going to be honest right now. It's Everything, kickboxing revolved around Stan Longinitas here in, in, he, in Australia at the time, yeah, during yeah. those times. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and me riding under his wing and they were going to nurture me this, was nurture me that. They thought they were going to do that, but they weren't going to do that. They were always going to protect themselves. And about four or five days later, I bumped into a particular guy, a friend of theirs, who had a word with me and um, it was the biggest mistake he made, you know, make, you know, telling me what to do and what not to do and mm. you don't threaten me, full stop. Mm. That was in the wheelchair. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I, th- I, th- I thought about it. I thought about it. My wife goes, what's wrong? And I said, you know what? I do, I do feel bad about what I'm going to do. How about I pull out? I'm not going to do it. I gave up a lot of money. I, I gave up a lot of money not to take in that fight. Anyway, that finished. So I rang Stan. Still no contact. Rang his manager. It was a bit bit odd, and rang the uh, the our coach, and then he goes, "Look, it's probably best that you find another gym." I said, "I didn't even hesitate. I go, not a problem, not a problem. I knew where but to you go." Didn't, you didn't oh, take so the fight. No, just- I didn't take the fight. But in their eyes, they see it as wrong. He didn't want to have someone in there who was going to be, you know, um, bitter or you know, or someone bitter or someone that was going to be competitive to him. Yeah, because you know, he always wanted to be the top roost. And all of a sudden, the rumors started coming out. You know, we should get this fight on and promoters got together and say, no, let's get this fight on, Sam versus – and I said, no, I'm not interested. Then it got a bit ugly, a bit heated and some personal stuff was said and uh, I said, no problem, let's put it on. Let's go. <laughs> let's, go. let's put it on. As soon as you talk shit, so, that's it, let's go. And that day yeah. – and, and, and I've got to admit, you want to talk about thick atmosphere. That day there was Greeks and Italians in there. Oh, yeah. And I made sure my parents were looked after where they, where they were sitting just in case and I knew something was going to erupt. But I went in there with the coldest blood – you could ever go in. I just wanted to rip his limbs off and eat them. You know, it, it, and I, I fought an absolute, uh, you know, when it comes technical fight, I fought an absolute pathetic technical fight. I just wanted to eat him alive. I literally wanted to eat you him alive. Would you say the emotion got to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. So the emotion got to me and and I just wanted to do things to him that I wouldn't want to do to anyone else. And, and I look yeah. back today and I thought, oh, you're an idiot for even saying it, but you want to know how I felt and that's the way I felt. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew that around me because I was loyal and I thought, you know, I've been taken – this is a, yeah. You know, they're playing with me right now, and fuck this, I'm not doing it. You know. Yeah. Hey, look, the, cre- you, credit to Sam Longanides. He's a, he's a great fighter, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like you know, when you get two guys that are top of the roost, um, two, and, al- two alpha know, males, and, and two alpha males, two alpha males. Um, 
going uh, back at it, back and forth at each other. I guess this is what's going to happen, really especially huge. when they're fighters. Look, Stan. Look uh, to yeah. this very day. You know, we we, we talk, and to, uh, you know, he wasn't well for a while there. Um, oh, so you, you're talking? You guys oh no, no, I have thing. no problem. No yeah, problem. Shout, out, shout out to Sam, man. Like, yeah. the, like, what's the what's the point in being bitter? I mean, at like, the end of the day, it's a sport we're involved in. You know, yeah. he wanted to be. Look, I fought. You know, he's got, I think, eight world titles. I've got three or four. But at the end of the day, I fought more hard guys than he's ever fought in his eight world titles. Yeah, so yeah. I'm proud of who I fought. I fought everyone in the K1. Oh, we're taking shots again. We might yeah, have a rematch. <laughs> well, they, they tried to put a rematch on. They, hey, talking they, about that. Yeah, yeah they me, tried They tried to put that rematch on me, and I said that I'd take him and his brother on the same night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you about, um, uh, you know, some of the older generation fighters, like the Holyfield versus... Um, Vitor Belfort that just yeah. happened, happened. It was a late step in. It was a late, late step. step in. They gave him two weeks, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was only two weeks, but they probably gave him $20 was, million. Was, my ha- my ha- yeah. 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 It was well, a silly fight. And apparently it was he's a silly not, fight. He's, he needed, need, needed the cash needed a little bit. Cash. I you'd, was you'd step in for $20 million, wouldn't you? Oh, it cost you $3 million to get if your you arm back in, on. If you came in with me. Let's put this into perspective. Would you fight him for $20 million? For $20 million? Would you fight Sam for $20 million? I'd fight him for 20 bucks right now. No, 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 no. Um, no, no, no. You, you we'll, we'll, fight. <laughs> we'll fight for the cafeteria <laughs> challenge. Hey, you know, the fact that I had to think about it. He would. Just lets you know how much, how much I How stupid you him. are. <laughs> so now you've made the change. You mentioned it before about MMA. Now you're giving yeah. wisdom. So you've got, you got a young. Yeah, I've got a young protege. Um, I've got a few, but one, one of them in, in particular, Jimmy Crute. Shout, I, out, I, shout I, out to Jimmy, by the way. We're going to get you yeah, on the podcast. I, I ended up having, um, in K1, when we we're just about to finish off there, they asked me whether I wanted to get involved in, in MMA. So the transition went from karate to kickboxing, kickboxing to MMA. Right. And I ended up having six fights there. Did extremely well. Fought Liotta Machida. Yeah, you Pete fought Liotta Machida. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Went the distance. We lost on a split decision. Oh, so, look, at the end of the day, it was something that I just wanted to, um, to do. It was like I've done the circle of life through martial arts and now I'm actually teaching it. And I've got this protege, Jimmy Crute, um, very, very talented, talented young um, kid from Bendigo, and um, who's making waves in the light heavyweight division. He's ranked, you know, in the top fifteen in the world already. You know, we started outside sixty, and he's in Jeez. two or three years is already in the top fifteen. And you know, there's still a lot to learn. And um, we've got a fight coming up December the fourth in Vegas Fantastic. against Jamal Hill. Now, were you, were you were you were walking out? I've heard this. You're walking out. Is your commitment from what I've heard? You're walking out. Uh, on- I know what you're going to say. Oh, uh, to, to, to the ring with him and you got a pain in your chest. No, the, the story <laughs> – we're at the Pavilion in Melbourne and um, he was fighting for a world title and uh, I just had a shit day that day. I was at work, I was at my cafe and just feeling down all day and um, by the afternoon I forgot my medical kit at home that I normally bring to wrap his hands and everything else because I was going to the venue and I don't drink fizzy drinks. I really don't drink. I don't drink V's or, or mother drinks or any of those. And I had some in the fridge as I was walking past and I looked at them and I thought, I'm just I'm feeling down. Perhaps this can pep me up. Yes. And I was just unmotivated. And I grabbed this drink and I sculled the whole can, jumped back in the car, went home, went to pick up my medical kit. My missus goes, what's what's wrong? And I said, I just don't feel like I don't even want to go to the fights tonight. I said, Jimmy's fighting. He's got a world toss. She goes, you've got to go. I said, I've just got no motivation. I'm just down, you know. And she goes, you'll be fine, you know. So when I grabbed my kit and off I went. And I was getting these really dull chest pains. And um, it started feeling like, um, uh, what do you call it, like heartburn. 
but mm. severe heart burn or sharp going in through the front and out the back. And I'm thinking, fuck, what the hell's wrong, you know? I didn't say anything to him. I sort of keep it to myself. And we got to the venue and he was there and I was doing some moving around with him. And as I was holding the pads, I normally is the one, I'm not normally the one saying to him, come on, a few more. But after a few hits, I was look, taking a risk. I was getting really puffy. I'm thinking, what the hell's wrong, you know? Didn't say anything. And his dad, who's a nurse, Jimmy's dad's a nurse, he goes, what's wrong? I said, oh, nothing. I said, it just feels like I've got a heartburn. He goes, what'd you, what'd you eat? And I said, no, I had a mother drink. I was just feeling dead. He goes, oh, it's probably that. And plus the buildup of stress yeah. leading up to mm. this fight, you know, it's, you know it's, it's a big thing for us, you know. This is a make or break for him. And I thought it was all that. So in my head I'm thinking, that's oh, it's a stressful week, work at the same time and all this other stuff. You'll be fine. You know, wait till this fight's finished. You go home, sleep it off, you'll be good. Anyway... At about 10 minutes before we are about to go out with the last fight on the night, really, really sharp pains, and we huddled all together, you know, and I just give everyone the blessing. And, a, and I was just, at that particular time, I was just about to say, boys, I can't do this. And honestly, I thought of my dad, and my dad would never, ever do it. He, he died on his knees, and I just thought, okay, let's go. So out we went, and if you see me when I walk out, I'm walking out, but I was feeling like shit. And it's the first time I ever got a bottle of water in the corner because I'm trying to drink, keep my mouth, you know, it was just drying up. And I was getting these chest pains and I'm trying to call out at the same time. Oh, Jesus. And the, Jesus fight, and the fight lasted five rounds. I was hoping it was going to be finished in one. It went five rounds and we won the world title convincingly. Yeah. Right. And Jimmy goes, well done. And I said, come on, mate, we've got to go down the back quickly. He goes, what's wrong? I said, mate, I've got to go. I literally have to go, you know. He goes, I've got to take a fight. I said, Jimmy, fuck off. I said, I've got to get out of here. So I walked down the back. And I just sat down on the ground. I was just sweating profusely. And I saw a set of feet at the time walk past. I looked up as one of my other boys. And I said, Bakes, I said, do me a favour. I said, go grab my car. It's next to the Foxtel, uh, the Fox van there. Grab him, tell him to move. I said, take me straight to the hospital. In my head, my head was saying, go home, have a shower, relax. But my gut's saying to me, get yourself to a hospital. So I was playing mind games. So... He got in the car, we drove straight to the hospital and all of a sudden the pain just started getting greater and greater and greater. Far out, man. Then we're driving past the women's hospital and I said, mate, pull over there, just pull into the women's hospital. He goes, it's a women's fucking hospital. I said, just pull over there, just pull. Shit. He goes, no, coach, I'm going to turn the corner. Yeah, the poor kid fun. was absolutely scared and petrified of what was happening. He's pulled up at the front of the triage on a Friday at midnight, right? And when you walk into triage on a Friday at midnight, there's junkies and who's been bashed and who's this and police everywhere. Meanwhile, he's at the front goes, Oh, hang on, I'll try and get a park. I said, fuck the car, fuck Mark, don't worry about it. You know, just park, leave it wherever it is, you know. So I run inside, I run straight to the front and I end up having an argument with these guys that are lined up. And I said, i got chest pains. yeah, we've all got fucking chest pains and everyone's having a go at me. I said to the lady, can you please get me in straight? I need to see a doctor straight away. My hands, I had tingles through my arms. They were going all numb. Oh. Oh, right. So I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? And she, and she goes, oh, look, you might have to wait. I said, look, I can't wait. You just really got to do this for me, please. And she goes, do you have your ID? Now, I took my little pouch off. I went to give it to her, but I actually threw it at her. I said, here, please, just grab whatever you want, you know. And she goes, well, I don't accept that. I said, just can you please grab whatever you want? I need a doctor ASAP. She goes, you need to take a seat. I go, I can't take a seat. So I was literally got there. I'm rocking left to right like this, and my boy come in. He goes, oh, I've taken a picture of where I've parked the car, coach. I go, I'm going, fuck, please, please. I can remember this quite clearly. I go, I'm fucking dying here. Just shut up. I said, can you tell him I need to go in, you know? Anyway, they, um, I got up and I started walking towards the, the doors, the emergency doors, and the policeman come out, recognised me and said, Sam. 
And I said, what do you want? And he goes, I said, mate, just give me a doctor anyway. By then they put out a wheelchair, put me in the wheelchair. They took me through and there's coppers everywhere inside the hospital. And they took me in this room and they they took all my clothes off and there was a lady there, a nurse there. She was on her own with me at the time. She got me up, she wired me up. And at the moment she wired me up, and this is what really got me, was she screamed out. She goes, guys, I need everyone in here right now. This machine's gone, whoo, my, my heart's just gone off. And I was having a, like a deep heart attack. And they were giving me morphine or morphine. I said, please just kill this pain because the pain was excruciating. Took a few hours. I went in uh, surgery and they had a look at that 99% blockage in one of my arteries. Oh, um, it's obviously hereditary. My dad had five bypasses. That's amazing. Um, so they put, a, they put a stent in. They put a stent in. They said, look, you should be fine now. Everything's good. 15 months later, I'm training again. And I'm having these odd feelings. Just finished doing jujitsu, and I thought, no, oh, I'm not right here, you know. On the eighth round, I said, I'm not right. They said, do you want to call an ambulance? I said, call an ambulance. I knew straight away the symptoms. They called an ambulance in. They hooked me up. They go, you're having another heart attack. Bang, I went back in. And I was fortunate enough that night, my doctor who actually operated on me, Dr. William Wilson um, from One Heart Cardiology, he was working that night, couldn't believe that he was there. He checked it again. It was that same stent because it was in a really awkward place where they put it. It had re-blocked. So um, they went in, ballooned it again, and um, you're awake while they're doing it. Yeah, they're going through your groin. Ooh, yeah, you're, you're awake, awake while they're, they're doing, doing the it. Groin. You can see everything. It's amazing. It's amazing what they got. And uh, and he says, look, we're just going to have to really consider what we're going to do now. We don't really want to do stents. Your dad didn't cope with the stents. He ended up having five bypass. He was good. Um, we're going to talk to another cardiac surgeon and spoke to a cardiac surgeon and came back and said, I've got to have a triple bypass. My biggest fear was that. Fuck that I faced my biggest fear and I ended up having a triple bypass. Uh, well, and that was recent. That was recent. That was about a year and a half ago. That's why you see the scars there. Yeah, I saw that. My leg and, and you're doing well now? Yeah, I feel good. So you look That's you good. look you look fighting fit. Feel you would great. never know. You look, you look great. Like Man, that, that that story I think I got I think I got You too, I thought it happened. That was like I was getting like I was almost seen. Like, shut up, man. Just give it anyway. Listen. Thank you so much for taking the time out no, to sit with pleasure. us, man. Um, you've been an absolute treasure to us for, for so long, man. And um, like I said, we, you, people knew who you were before there was Instagram or anything like that. So thank you so much for sitting with us. And thanks for being in our corner as well no for the problem. time we've been going with this. We, we appreciate all the love you've given us. And, uh, mate, just thanks so Looking much. Looking forward to your show, boys. I really am. So mate, all the kids and everyone else out there. It's an honour to meet you. We never meet we met face-to-face, so this is great. Um, and we look forward to catching up with you in the future. Yeah, many years of friendship, Frank. Uh, Sam. Uh, yeah. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you punch drunk. Yeah, yeah, no, many years of friendship, Sam. So no, good. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Oh, you bastard. Well, how good was that? Awesome episode. Oh, Brilliant. Guys, if you like that, we've got plenty more coming to you guys soon. Get on it. Bye.